<laughs> Episode 13. Here we go. Back with another guest. Let's go. Pull Josh it up with Kerr. the fucking guest. Yo, yo. Welcome <laughs> to the pod, mate. Welcome to the studio. How, how are you feeling? Yeah, good, man. Um, keen to get it get it underway. Yeah, much. fucking nice, mate. Yeah, how, how do you feel now? You can hear your uh, hear your voice in. in the head <laughs> oh, I've always got voices in my head. So it's no <laughs> different. <laughs> so, yeah, so do we. So. It starts to wig you out. Sometimes when I, when we, as soon as we click that button, Record, I go, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. okay, then man. we get into it. It's all good, mate. That's it. So we- uh, so what's been going on, mate? Oh, working, man. Lots. Um, heaps of stuff going on behind the scenes, really. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, you've always you've always, always been flat out. Always got something going on. So, yeah, yeah just trying to build a, a clothing brand at the minute. So a lot of time True. doing that. Yeah. Um, oh, just heaps of gym. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into... Um, all your gymming and stuff. You were telling me last time I saw you that you were heading off to Thailand to do a uh, a kickboxing. Um, yeah. yeah. What are they called? A, a camp. A camp. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. So how how did that go? I was sick, man. So I've I've always loved that stuff. I did it since I was like maybe twenty. I just just wanted to get into some, you know, test myself a bit. Yeah. So I kind of um, yeah. This year I've always wanted to go just do a bit of a camp and just have a crack so i went for about five weeks so is that the first time that you've done a camp uh for for a a decent period of time like in thailand was it was it tough as fuck um i still like had a bit of fun like it wasn't um you know super strict i still traveled and enjoy myself but you know you you're training two times a day six hours a day in the fucking heat must be tough yeah the the first week Mm. especially just the running um, cause you run like five K's before a session. Mm. Um, five K's feels like 15. It's just yeah. like the heat oh, gets you. Is um, it, is it really humid over there as well? Like, super humid. like you feel it in your lungs? Yeah. Yeah. You like you're sweating before you even like do anything. Yeah. You're standing around and yeah. you're, you're in a pool of sweat. <laughs> yeah. I reckon, I reckon like the nerves of no, like me knowing how hard the exercise is going to be will like get me sweaty. Like yeah. <laughs> even yeah, before yeah. I fucking get started. Oh, it was just, um, such a cool experience. Um, just what? to like, just be there, man. And just mm. be around people. That's their life. Like they, they live and breathe it. Like I do it for a hobby. I enjoyed yeah. it like mm. to push myself, but like these people do it to survive um they've done it since they're like three that's that's everything to them so yeah yeah what is what is the sort of setup like what so you go there they give you sort of you stay with them or you you can so i did it a bit more casual um so i i just rented out like a condo just down the hill from the gym um i trained at this little gym called um sing patong sipmanui which is like out the back of patong which is pretty um what would you say? Like touristy, very yeah. touristy. Patong, like most people, if they go to Thailand, they'll go there. Yeah. Um, but like this gym, yeah, you, you travel like ten minutes out of Patong, and mm. it's like jungle. There's yeah. chickens oh, running around the, the mats. It's like the <laughs> toilets, like a, a bowl that doesn't even flush. You got to use water. Oh, they shower no. in the same like cubicle as the, as the toilet. They're, all their toothbrushes are sitting in a tub. Really? Like on the, they live there, man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So that, yeah, so those kinds are there like 24-7. Yeah, man. So there's like a room attached to the gym. They hang their clothes out the front of it. Wow. Um, and they just all live in there, all the fighters. What were they, what were they like as people? They're like... Oh, beautiful, man. Yeah, beautiful, the they? people yeah. ever. Because like, they're just so appreciative like of everything they've got mm. you know yeah what i mean mm. they don't have much like they're wearing shorts like some of the shorts they've washed them so much like the logos aren't even there it's just mm. like 
worn material. Yeah. And like, you know, we're foreigners like showing up, buying their gym shorts yeah, and yeah. they can't even afford their own gym shorts. Like yeah, they get yeah. donations, you know yeah, what I mean? That's crazy. So, um, yeah, like you just build such a good connection because you're there with them every day, like grinding, like training. Mm. But like, you know, you're there on holidays or like might train for a fight, but like they're mm. doing that week in, week out every mm. day. How do you get connected to that? Like, how, how did you set that up for you to be able to go over there and do that? Um, to like to well, do a camp? That, you can, anyone can kind of really do it. Yeah. Um, but I found that gym, I've been to Thailand six or seven times yeah. when I was growing up. I went a lot with my family for holidays yeah. um, and I just would go train like just for a f- bit of fun. Like yeah. one or two sessions while I was on holidays just with girlfriends. Just go say g'day. And, yeah, go have a look. And I just yeah. liked this gym because it was just like... You know, I didn't want to be in a MMA gym in Thailand where like everyone's yep. a, a foreigner. I wanted to be in a gym like there's obviously a lot of foreigners in the gym, but it's small, like it's family built. There's there's a like a seventy year old old man walking around whipping the little kids. And, really? You no, know, yeah. there's kids who are three who can barely speak, but they're kicking pads. Like you know, yeah, it's just like pure raw, like tight. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, they turn out to be proper fucking gangsters. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's what I, I've always been like that. I, I like to, you know, do something that's not like, you know, direct commercialized. I like to try and be that bit left field beam, and, yeah, and really path. dig into it a bit more and see what it's about. Yeah, yeah 100%. We were saying last week, um, I was talking about how I've only been to Bali like overseas, but it's it's so funny over there they've literally you know barely got anything but they're some of the nicest and and most happy people that that you've ever met and like yeah you're saying with with the worn shorts like i bet he just couldn't even give a fuck like no. that and we just no. come over there like stressing about if we pack too much luggage and shit yeah. making sure we got the right clothes like it's just bizarre how different they live and yeah it makes you think that you know all this materialistic bullshit is it fucking really worth it Did or you run into yeah. any fighters over there um, like that, like I've run into a, a few big tie fighters and stuff like that, and I connected with um, a few Aussie guys. Actually, I I connected before I went, probably two three weeks before I went. Um, there's this tie fighter called Toby Smith. If you search him up, um, he was like my favourite tie fighter growing up. Um, he trained out of this gym in Perth called the Pit, mm. and um, yeah, it's called pretty much the Pit never quit. And like you watch any of their fights, like they're brutal. He's yeah. just like he'll be walking forward, his whole face is covered in blood, yeah. but he's still like just powering Gangster. through. Like he's proper mm. hardcore. That that whole gym, like they're all like that. And I think I always, you know, love that um, style of fighting because me as a person, I'm pretty like quiet and content, mm. and that's why I kind of got into um, Muay Thai because it like challenged me as a person mm-hmm. to grow and change a bit so yeah he did he was in melbourne met him two weeks before did a one-on-one with him and then when we we're in thailand we we trained a fair bit together and Fuck, pretty good it. friends when he was last in melbourne um i went to his seminars with him and Man. took photos for him um Fuck, and now sick. we talk all the time like we were, we we're going out for dinner in thailand so it was pretty cool yeah. you know someone i always um looked up to him watched his videos i was training with him he's just teaching me stuff just casually and you know going Marcus. out for dinner How so good is that? you know four-time world champ it's like he's wow. he's been through the ringer yeah that's hall. that's fucking sick how how old are you now um i'm 27 just 28 next week so yeah happy birthday for next <laughs> yeah week. you know what's fucking crazy man i remember listening like We'll touch on everything that you've done, but I remember <laughs> the first time I ever saw your name, I would have been like, probably fucking, oh, fuck. So how are you? 26, so 
20, 27. 27. Right? So you're four years older than me. You probably would have. When was the first time you started re- releasing music like as a DJ? Probably 13, man. Yeah. So 13, I, 14. I was going to say, I reckon I would have been like 12, 10, probably when I first saw your name, started yeah. seeing music. It's just fucking wild. Like, I never even knew that I'd like look up to people and be able to meet them later in life. I ran into you in Altham out the back when you were DJing. I was DJing yeah, as well. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah, first yeah, time we ever met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's just fucking, it's, it's wild. It like, is nuts. And you were just saying that Josh was the first bloke you had on um, Third Testament. Yeah. As yeah, well. Yeah, my music mixtape, um, the series. Yeah, you were the first person. So you've always supported me, which is yeah, fucking awesome. And for sure. Yeah, we're grateful that you're on here to have a, no, it's, it's good. Ha- have a bit of a yarn. It's going to be absolutely you, yeah. you, so you're not djing anymore or nah out of the music um kind of scene um it's just like once i started my career all the time like is is rail i work mm. in that it's pretty um it's tough it's pretty like time consuming yeah. um so and also like you know you get drug and alcohol tested so you know being in that music environment for me yeah. um mm. I was always tempted to have fun and stuff mm. and you know working on the weekend DJing you going out you drinking you partying till whatever time in the morning yeah um when I can be working on the rail and earning really good money yeah. that yeah. way and setting myself up so it was kind of COVID and stuff happened I got into rail and I was like is this something I can see myself doing long term? Mm. Mm. And I think for my personality, music, that industry, um, my impulse yeah. sensation was like just yeah. way too much. So yeah. I, I kind of um, grew out of that. Yeah. Uh, I feel the exact same way. And like, I think even for clubbing, for me, like that's why playing gigs and stuff has kind of fallen off a little bit for clubbing. I'm kind of aiming more for events where people are specifically there for the music. to listen to the like the type of music I make, which then I can get in and get out. And, and even then, if I'm playing less gigs and they're more quality, then I can try and stay away from those impulses. And yeah. being out doing clubs and shit is just like, it just fucking fries your brain, man. Yeah. And even just staying yeah. out that late, man. And when yeah. you're working nights on the rail... Like that's, that's tough. Yeah. And, and that's like, you know, um, yeah, you've definitely played a few late night gigs and yeah. I have over the time. And, yeah. um, like I started my first ever club gig. Um, I think I was about 14, 15, man. Yeah. Um, really? yeah, yeah. I was so young. So like I probably finished up 10 years into my music career, stop, stop yeah. really playing. So yeah. like, wow. no, it, 25, 26 or whenever I stopped playing, like 10 years of nightclubs working in events mm. every single weekend, yeah. you know, alcohol, drugs, partying, yeah. like yeah. not enough sleep and then trying to recover being a chippy and stuff during yeah. the week when I was younger. Yeah. It's just like, it, it just gets tired. Oh. You know? The only shit thing about being a DJ, I imagine, is something that you, you, you love so much, but the only real time you can go out and do it is at these ridiculous hours and yeah. on your weekends and... Yeah, you'd just be surrounded by all these temptations. It's a bit of a catch-22. I think I think in the early stages of music as well, you need to do so much grinding of being there and, like, being the face and saying g'day. And, like, I think when you're there, it's, like, for someone who's a bigger DJ, they've got music, they've already... They've already built all those connections. They already did the hard yards of going through and like playing up for so many fucking years. Like, yeah. But that's it, like starting now, man. Like mm. the, the industry is so saturated, especially like social media has grown sure. since I was 
started. You know oh, what I mean? Fucking crazy. Um, man. I just can't imagine trying to start it now. Like you yeah. got you, not just a DJ. You got to be good on TikTok. You got to be yeah. good at marketing. Like when mm. I started, you know, we we're carrying around CDs and like flyers were getting made on paint. Like you know, yeah. and and like the artist I started like was looking up to. I was playing before them, but like mm. now there's so many artists like they're the big artists, you're just not even going to get on the same bill as them. Yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah. really hard to achieve, achieve that because you're competing against so many people and you've got to be so many different things than just an actual musician or a DJ. Yeah, mm. for sure. I wish, I wish, I think the thing about clubbing is that it's the same as social media that they, these days. It's like, we just need quick information. Kids that are out there now, they just want quick drops quick information <laughs> yeah, yeah. they don't give a fuck about the journey and the music and nah. the the creative part i go out there now with the intent of planning a whole hour and a half taking it up taking it down kids fucking that are out there blowing steam they don't they don't give a fuck <laughs> nah, man they don't, nah. get, they don't give a fuck and i think that comes from like scrolling i think that comes from sure oh, yeah with a mixture 15 minute t- uh, 15 second tiktok videos. Mm, right and if it doesn't hit within seconds they're like they fucking walk off and they give a fuck. It's crazy, isn't it? Like it's almost with everything you do, whether it's business and, and yeah, being a musician, like you can't just be a good musician and make it anymore. You've got to be able to make these clips and be able to post and get people's attention. It's yeah. I think you, I think you can do it. You reckon? You, you got to be fucking different though. You really yeah. got to find that niche market. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You either got to set a trend yeah. or you got to be fucking good at TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything's what? trend now though like yeah it's, things are coming and going so quick with technology and stuff you, you just mm. like it's finding that niche and running with it absolutely you need the algorithm to fucking grab a hold of you mate <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, definitely. it's the fucking one thing that I've always it's always been the devil of me the fucking algorithm mate <laughs> grab a hold of something yeah. for me mate please. oh bro <laughs> fucking hell it's fuck because we're not following anyone on the on the bunked in Instagram as well I was saying to Dicko the other day, like I just, a random reel popped up and it just people getting hit by cars, like people dying, people getting <laughs> shot. Like there's some fucking wild shit out there, man. And it's, yeah. it can't be good for, uh, for the young kids' brains. But what was, yeah. um, what was the scene like back in the day? Oh, yeah. so like the Melbourne team, we've grown up. I grew up big, dirty, fucking <laughs> Melbourne minimal. minimal. Uh, thinking about Tramp, thinking about Basement, thinking about yeah. all the big OG legends that were in yeah. there. And like, I remember hearing about fucking Jungle and shit. That shit sounded loose. Yeah, man. So like my my DJ career, so my first gig was at, oh, I think it was Corova Fridays. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was, um, the person who actually gave me the gig was Shannon, hands down. Mm. So um, Shannon was doing the bookings. Um he chucked me on 10 o'clock, like opening set. I'm, you know, 14, 15. I've only played <laughs> house parties. Um, I played a few like underage events and stuff. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I didn't know how the night works and stuff. And yeah. I came in slapping like 10 o'clock. An- <laughs> Angie called a scribe, like real hard hitting, like Italian yeah. techno. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I listened to, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like back then when I started, like you're looking at like, you know, Mike Metro mm. um, and those kind of artists were really paving the way on MySpace. Like yeah. You had those playlists on your on your MySpace Fuck, as long as with wild. your top friends and stuff yeah, then. Yeah. And like yeah, you were burning CDs every every week. Um there was like a forum 
on Facebook and artists would post their music in there, like tubes and, mm. you know, Dean Dow orchestrated boys just like kind of started getting together. As, Joel Fletcher's yeah. making stuff. Mm. Yeah. So like it was real based on that, like electro style. Yeah. And then it started getting real, like that minimally, that dark sound mm. and Melbourne just, yeah, started using sirens and stuff and it just kind of kicked off. There was like Corova, TFU, Lady Luck, like Cuba. Wawa. Wawa was huge. Mm. Um, yeah, Tramp started getting big on the Saturdays. They they ran a few nights. But yeah, like I was so young, man. Like I was, yeah. I was like, you know, getting let in, knowing through other DJs that were playing their gigs. So like yeah. I'd have my fakie and sneak in with them. Um, and just, yeah, started just like pushing for it, man. Like I, I just want to play, I just want to play. And, mm. you know, got given a few gigs. And I was obviously writing my own music, um, starting to make a lot. Yeah. And that's how, yeah, I just kind of got in there, man. And it was just like, I was just in it for the music. My parents knew I was playing. Mm. Um, and they, they're like, as long as you, you know, you're not, you tell us where you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. we know where you are and what's going yeah. on. Um, you're, you're sweet. That's young, man. Do you, yeah. Do you ever, like, regret getting a fake ID at that age? Like, do you think it was, like, a little bit too early to sort of get sure, stuck in? Um, even sometimes when I got one when I was, like, 17. And, like, yeah. well, I felt like I was 21. I felt like I was burnt out. But I say oh, that. I still almost go out man. every I, weekend. I, I got burnt out pretty, pretty quick. Pretty quick. So, like, I played a lot of gigs. So, like, my 16th. 17th birthday like I, I was playing my 17th birthday I remember playing a versus set with Keish at Lady Luck Recovery Man <laughs> and like that was like the biggest thing there yeah. like Lady Luck Recovery on a Friday at 7am like yeah. circus was packed wall to wall yeah, like you know wild. had like Johnny Canick yeah Will Sparks would play there yeah. Heath Fernanda like all these classic artists oh, and like, you know, I played my 17th birthday against Keish when she was doing all these Keish tapes. <laughs> That's fucking so wild. It was pretty epic, the Keish man. tapes, they were fucking popping off. Yeah. Day, so too. like, yeah, the Melbourne Minimal, like me and Sammy were, you know, playing a lot of these joints when we were younger. Me and Sammy grew up. Yeah, because you and Sammy are similar age, aren't you? Yeah, we're the same age, man. Yeah. So yeah, we met um, just like through mutual mates and stuff. Fuck um, you two running around at early days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we had plenty of fun, man. It was, yeah. it, was, it was like, you know, everyone looks back at their era of like their teens and mm. um, yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. We had some great memories. Shout out oh, to Samuel sure. Lamarca. He's a fucking yeah, absolutely. Legend. He is, man. He, he is. is. He's he, going off at the moment as well. Yeah. Doing really well for himself. Yeah. He, he deserves it. it. Works it, hard. He does work hard. And you know what? He's such a great bloke too. Every mm, time yes. you see him, he's such a genuine person as well. Because I, I feel like in Melbourne, there can be such a fucking arrogance around just fucking clubbing and DJing and shit. And even before I even broke into the scene, he was always such a good person. 100%. And very very similar to you as well. Like it, it's blokes like you that kept the love for it for me alive in early days. Because yeah. like trying to get into clubs and like, as I originally started as a photographer first before yeah, I started yeah. doing music. Sick. And I remember like getting turned away by people and like you could just see the arrogance and like the the VIPness, I reckon, of mm. like the clubs. Oh yeah, and it, I think it's only fucking worse now, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I don't know, but right now it feels like it can be pretty fucking harsh. Very in some status. Places. Yeah, yeah. I think because there's it's so saturate saturated. You know, there's so many different people and so many different like um, 
personalities clashing as well yeah. in these clubs and like people, you know, get a few followers on Instagram. They think they're better than someone else. Yeah. But like there was still definitely that back when back I was growing day. up. Yeah. Um, but they it just was, beat the fuck out of each other back then. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a lot less like I definitely had people like snob me off and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, a few years later, they're like, you know, trying to be your best mate because yeah. you've, you've overtaken them in a situation or yeah. something. So yeah. I think it's just like, yeah, just you've got to treat, you gotta treat people how you want to be treated. Exactly. You never know what scenario you're going to be in. Yeah, fuck bridges. I wanted to touch on um, your fashion, mate. We are talking about things coming and going <laughs> before. Fashion's something that, that always comes and goes. You've you, you just been getting really into fashion lately or has it always been something you've been passionate about? Or? I've always kind of loved it, man. I, yeah. I think um, my mum was pretty fashionable and she still is um, now. So I think I kind of got that from her growing up. Um, she was dyeing my hair blue and stuff in primary <laughs> school, man. Which really? Just let me do whatever I, I wanted. Um, so I think that kind of started it. And then, like, I just always wanted to be different. I never wanted to wear, like, the same T-shirt as, mm. as someone. Like, if I rocked yeah. up to a party when I'm, you know, younger, I wanted to be me. Like, I didn't want to be wearing the same T-shirt as the bloke next to me. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're picking up girls. Like, you, you want to be different. You Absolutely. Be, you know, so Stand I think... And it was like another way to express yourself. Like I loved expressing myself through music um, and same with fashion. It's just like, it's another way to express yourself as a person. So I think I've just always had that. And I think just that's where I want to delve into right now. Yeah. Where, where, what did your parents say about tattoos when you first started? <laughs> so my first one was 15. So yeah. <laughs> Um, was it a big piece? Nah, I got a mustache on my finger. <laughs> oh, really? A few of us boys did it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, they weren't like super stoked about it, but mm. they know like my personality. I'm like the person, you know, if you sell me, I can't do it, do something. Yeah, I, yeah. I want to do it more and I'm more inspired to, you know, push those boundaries and be me. So wait, they, wait, when did they get over it? They never really got over it. Really? Dad, dad <laughs> hasn't. I still stir him up and tell him I'm, I'm getting more head tattoos and stuff, which I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But every time I get a new one, he's like, you don't need any more. Yeah, yeah. it, it's just, yeah, they, I just started when I was 15, 16, my mates, um, tattoo artists. So I was always just at the shop oh, and we're just doing shit. Mm. Yeah. So I did a lot of them when I was pretty young, man. I did most of my body before 21, 22. Really? So and then, sleeves and stuff were all done? Yeah. I, I had my first sleeve before I was 18. Really? I was like 17, <laughs> man. Wow, it wasn't cool. like I was at school. Yeah. Like I left school pretty young. So, you know, it didn't matter. I was like just chippy in as an apprentice. So like, yeah. you know, it didn't, didn't seem any different to me. What, yeah. what age did you get out of school? Uh, I think I was like 15, 16. Where, um, where did you grow? Did you grow up around this area? Yeah. So I was like Croydon Hills. Croydon Hills. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, I left, I think I was like year 10 and did, um, VCAL at Box Hill TAFE. Mm -hmm. so I did like a pre-apprenticeship there and they're like, look, you can come do the VCAL, um, and you get like your 11 pass as well. And then yeah, straight into a trade, man. Just got straight on the tools. Yeah, yeah nice. I suppose it would have been easier to get tattoos at that stage because all your mates are probably in school, you know, not making any money and you can just, just start working, so. Yeah, well, I was I was working as a carpenter during the week and then, you know, I'd DJ all weekend. So yeah. I'd make more money coin. DJing yeah. than doing it oh, being yeah. an apprentice. Like when I was yeah. an apprentice, it was like $7.20 an hour. That's what? So like you'd crazy. clear 
first year fuck. you'd maybe clear 320 bucks a week or something and then like <laughs> it was just like oh, yeah. chaos like yeah. fuel was still pretty much the same as it is now really i had an xr6 when i was like 18 fuck. and you know 98 fuel was like 120 bucks so yeah a third of my wage was going to fuel a week ridiculous I, I, th- I think i was getting 450 a week as a first year and i thought that was fucking a crime so yeah yeah. yeah, it's crazy, but I, I suppose I'm, everything else has gone up now and the wages haven't really gone up too much, I, have I'm they? commercial, so I've never really known. But <laughs> yeah, never yeah really I was domestic. Known. domestic. Yeah, it must be nice, bud. <laughs> must be real nice. Have you got any sort of future tattoos that you've got in mind at the moment? or? I just got tattooed last week, so I'm oh, like yeah? filling out my back. I yep. had a little, a little bit left um, on there, which sucked. I feel the older I get, the more they, they hurt. <laughs> yeah. um, but next is really just... Um, I've got some lines, line work on my bum coming down from my back. I'll, I'll jump on there. True. You're getting, the, you're getting everywhere, Cutler. Yeah, and the armpits. The armpits. Really? They're probably the next spot. Uh, which <sighs> I'm yeah, not looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I heard there. What are you bitch. getting on your armpits? I don't know. I'm probably just going to get like patterns. Um, yeah. Just fill them out a bit and just, I just, it's because it's empty. I'm so mm. used to everywhere being done. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm going to have to do it. And it's just like a battle with myself yeah. just to fill it out. Get something in there. So. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think it's an addiction, tattoos? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, and I've just always like people like oh, I love the pain. I hate the pain. It's just <laughs> like yeah. once I've started, like yeah, you, you know, know, I want to I want to finish like what I've started. Like yeah, may yeah. as well just keep going. And, yeah, it's yeah. The same. and it's like I I appreciate the art and like it represents a, a time in your life. For everything, sure. Everything you kind of get. So. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's fucking. I've got half my arm still not done yet. Yeah. But the pain is just not fun at no. all. I don't know why the fuck uh, people are just trying to be hard, can't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've done plenty of full days and like the the back the other day. I was like, oh, two hours in. I'm like, oh, this is this is sweet. And then hit like six hours, and I'm like, this is. I don't know why I do this anymore. Yeah, like yeah, I'm still yeah, going yeah, back, and yeah, I yeah. still hate it. So how much, how much more do you have to do? Um, I've got my armpits, my bum. And just some spots on my legs, really. Um, I want to get, I'll save some spots when I go back to Thailand because I've got some over there, which is a pretty cool um, experience. So I'll yeah. just definitely get more of that. They do like the traditional. Yeah, so the like, suck yarn. Yeah, the, the, bam- the bamboo. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I got like last time I was there, I did a big six hour session, did my leg. Mm. So um, he freehanded on, man. Went, went to him one day and I barely. He barely spoke English. I can't remember seeing photos of it. Actually. Yeah, so I got put on to him through Toby. He got tattooed through him, and like a lot of fighters have. Mm. Um, and pretty much, I went there, and this girl I was hanging out with, who was Thai. Mm. Lucky she came because, you know, he, he had barely any English, really nothing. <laughs> so she kind of um, narrated it for me, and I just said, "Look, I'm happy to get whatever you want to go. This is my spot. You take what you want. Um, I trust." Like. You know, you were going to do something cool. And he just started drawing on my leg, man, and just drew this whole elephant. Yeah. And it's got heaps of chance and um, stuff through it. And, it, yeah, it was a big day. What do you, so what do you reckon's it. your favorite? Probably, probably, yeah, my tie ones. And then, yeah, like he did my palms as well. Yeah, um, right. So they're just like, yeah, they do a full blessing. It's a full ceremony. Yeah. Mm. So I, th- I like, I like cool. the meaning behind them. Does it, did it have something to do with like sobriety and stuff? Some of those tattoos? They or? can, yeah. um, but it's Buddhism. So like, yeah, they, there was a, he was staying with this American guy that lived there and he spoke a lot of Thai and stuff and there's rules of Buddhism. Mm. Um, but yeah, pretty much like it's 
based on the main rule of Buddhism, which I can't remember, but it's pretty much don't um, like overuse or like don't do stuff that you don't need to. Yeah. Just take what you need from yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. So don't, um, yeah, just don't waste things. Don't do things that are not necessary. Just yeah, enjoy yeah. what you've got and just work with that. Yeah. So, was that was that was that bird you were talking about the one that was all in your um all your film photography? Yeah, she was in a f- fair bit of in, it. In a fi- in a, yeah, yeah, she was cool. We um we just met over there and she had really good English. She lived in like New Zealand for a while and she took me to heaps of little spots that like I would never have gone to like if I was just out. hanging out by myself. So like yeah, I found it pretty easy over there. I was single, like I just jumped on like Tinder and Hinge and stuff yeah. and just you know, went on dates and like they took girls took me places. Yeah, yeah. And, um, met people. You know, and I met Thai guys and stuff and other foreigners through the gym and stuff like that. Um that did things. But like everyone kind of had their own group. So that's kind of how I got around. Did um, you go over there with mates when you went over nah, there? No, I went by myself. Yeah. So I did a, a lot se- of is this a separate time to when you went over there to do the camp or no no that's the same time. Same time. Yeah. So I'd yeah. train you know, you train in the morning. You train like two, three hours in the morning from like yep. seven in the morning. Yeah. And then between that and the afternoon session, the afternoon session starts at like four. So, you know, you got lunch like probably four hours during the day to do shit. Yeah. And then you train in Arvo and then it's dinner time. You do whatever. Like I didn't train always two hours, like yeah. two sessions a day. Sometimes I'd go out and get on the piss, have yeah. a bit of fun. Like yeah. I'd go stay like, I'd just pack a backpack and go stay somewhere different, you know, explored still a bit, but. Um, do you ever, um, do you ever run into any girls that, didn't look quite like a girl or, <laughs> there or? yeah there's plenty of, plenty of lady boys but yeah. um nah i didn't end up with any yeah there's i've heard plenty of fucking stories oh, yeah. over there of aussies they're gorgeous though yeah oh, some they're, of them they're absolutely gorgeous do you reckon yeah ha- do you ever have any come up to you and because apparently oh, yeah they'll come up to you and then try and pull you in and then like one of the blokes that I worked with was saying like they'll even remember if you're there prior and then like if you come back with a girl later then they won't say anything like it's yeah. with like if you're with your oh, wife or anything just to, to tempt people and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, they're they're pretty smart over there. Yeah. Um, they they work you out pretty quick. But they wouldn't like, want to mess with them either, eh? Probably yeah, trained blokes. Muay <laughs> Thai. Yeah, hundred percent, man. But yeah. like uh. when I was in Bangkok, there's a few streets. Um, there then it's just like you walk down it man and like i I just i went to everything man i just explored everything i went to a ping pong show over there with these few pommy <laughs> girls they're like let's go and i end up going to that that was interesting yeah but like you walk down this street in in thailand it's called pat pong and it's just like plastic chairs mm. and these big like multi-story buildings with glowing sides and it's just girls or lady boys just Everywhere. lining up and they're just like wanting to sell sex yeah. Like, you know, that's why there's so many old men over there just yeah. going to do oh, that. Yeah. But it's just like Fine so analysis. crazy to yeah. to see that and like you come here and it's just like so not spoken yeah, about. Yeah. Like yeah. over there, it's just okay. Like, Have you, you been to Amsterdam? No, I haven't. Yeah, I yeah the, the, um, the red light district is pretty intimidating when you walk through there. Yeah. I remember there was, there was a few birds that would like, they'd like slap against the window and like run up at you and be like, you come here. <laughs> I was Make sure you don't go there. down there after too many beers or else you'll fucking be in there. Right? <laughs> yeah. oh, I just wee myself anyway when they pointed me over like, oh. <laughs> nah, fucking oh, it was the same. Like, it's not the same, but similar in Bali. Like 
some of the massage shops, once it hits like, once it gets dark, they just start going, you oh, know, massage or something <laughs> else. And like, like, after a few beers, you're like, ask me again and I'll do it. <laughs> Seriously. Just got to get out of there. It's too tempting. Yeah, Hundy. So, um, yeah, so your new running brand, it was called um, Run Run for Club? Uh, Club it? Just Run. Club so, <laughs> back to front. <laughs> yeah, so that, how did I start that? It was just like, um, pretty much like, couple of weekends in a row I was just drinking on Saturdays and yeah, feeling like yeah. shit all Sunday yeah. and I'm pretty active I like you know doing doing something to keep me busy and um I've always loved running so I was just like look I'm gonna post on Instagram like I'm gonna run on Sunday mornings 8 30 that was right spot. when I had my fucking when I done it my was, knee because I was gonna was. come I legit oh, yeah. just posted I'm like I'm gonna meet here we're gonna run 5k's um we'll do a little bit of like a workout um ocean dip and then coffee like just socialize i'm like doesn't matter if you've never run before or you've run 100ks before yeah. like anyone's welcome and yeah. um i was like bit shit myself because i'm like fuck now i'm gonna have to actually get there yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know and the Gotta first week it. i had like eight or nine mates show up and just we just cruise like people not that i even hang out with all the time yeah just like random mates and they just all showed up my roommates came and we just did it, it was good as fun and then i'm like next week We'll do another one. I just started every week. And then the next week I had like 15 people come mm. and I joined in with, um, another mate who does like trailer fit at Reva. So he, yeah. he would run, like we'd oh, do yeah. a run, we'd do like a hit workout with him oh, and then we'd go ass. all together, get a, like a coffee at this, um, little cafe on the beach mm. and go sit in the water for like a couple of minutes in the cold water. Right. Awesome. So just like kind of just flowing and I'm like, well, now I've started it. People are like, oh, I'll come next week. So I'm like, I'm going to have to be here every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Turn up. So it just be became that thing and I'm like, you know, obviously I want to start my own clothing brand mm. and I think anything now, you got to build more than just like an, a product. Yeah. You've got to build a community by it, like a lifestyle. Mm. So a part of my brand club just which i'll do is the fashion in is the club just run and that's like a bit of a community thing on the side okay. so yeah. it'll tie into that um yeah. events um stuff like that so yeah it's just like i, I love it every sunday and yeah, so many so people cool. are saying they're enjoying it mm. um i've got people who come have been every single week yeah, since it, it started and that's like two months of sundays like yeah. people that i met going out Mm. and like yeah. would be at revolver on a nine o'clock yeah, like yeah on yeah. a sunday morning we've <laughs> yeah. met you know yeah, yeah and now they're running the beach like five k's yeah. you know completely you just just enjoying that moment and they're like thank you so much for doing this yeah, and they're absolutely. like they'd, they'd never actually even run before yeah. now they can run five k's yeah. Like, yeah it's 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 such a cool thing to bond with people over i think yeah, the ice baths out as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we did one, done a few like charity events, worked with them, which is cool. Um, so yeah, they'll get like ice baths down there. Um, Fuck, that's crazy, man. You only started sick, two months ago as well. Yeah, so it, it's sick. I've got a group and then obviously a page for it. And then, mm. um, yeah, like next week's my birthday. We're doing another a workout um, run. Um, ice baths are going to get coffee van down there because it's on Reaver on the grass. I work with Joe. So it's like sick, man. Especially coming into summer, like yeah. start your Sunday off, like, you know, yeah. going for a run, which is the endorphins from is unbelievable. Yeah. Then yeah. you jump in the ice bath. It's like yeah. even more. So you're like, yeah. you're buzzing and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and you've got yeah. all day to like prep your next week. It's so the it's best just, in the morning, man. Yeah, it's training that, like that. Yeah. So I love it, man. Like I hate, like, even I work on a Saturday a 12 hour night shift 
I'll go home and like have a 15 minute nap and oh. then go straight to it. And everyone's yeah. like, what are you doing? But I'm like, no excuses. you know, I got no excuse. Yeah. And I started to keep myself accountable yeah. by putting myself out there for others. Nah, yeah. That's awesome. It's something that you said too about the community. Even with my music, I've, I've, that's why I started Third Testament. And then that's why I wanted to push to do this as well. It's because like, if you have like other, like, not incomes like alternate paths and they can all like mash into one mm. it can be such a powerful thing if and like with community too like we've got sayings in this podcast now we've got people that are calling up people that are listening every week people that started saying that they just because listening to us they jumped in the cold shower or <laughs> some some bloke came up to me and was like i just felt like shit and then i didn't know what to do and then i went to the gym and i was like i didn't believe how crazy it would actually make me feel. And it's like doing shit like that is just, it's just fucking awesome. Yeah. It's so and, rewarding. Yeah. I think everything like in life, it's got to like, yeah, have that bit of purpose to it. Otherwise mm. you don't um, enjoy it and you're not going to actually like money obviously is great. You work, you get money and you pay for life, like, you know, you know, to get through life. But I think there's so much more than that. And a community based thing, you know, even if it's paying your income and, but it's got to have purpose behind it. Like, mm. you know what I mean? That's what mm. the running is for me. Like it builds me up, makes me feel good seeing other people feel good yeah. and doing just positive yep. things. And that's why yeah. I think getting out of music, like I loved music for the passion, mm. but the nightclub environment for me became dark and, and it wasn't yeah, for me anymore. So yeah, getting into sure. fitness and stuff um, was kind of my direction and mm. way to go now. Who runs the, um, do you run the workouts there as well or? Nah, so this guy, Joe, um, we've kind of known each other for a little bit. He owns this company called Trailer Fit and he decked yeah. out a trailer. He's a welder yeah. by trade. He decked out this this trailer with heaps of bits and bars hanging off it. Oh, sick. And he'll do like AMRAP workouts. Like, Horrible man, gym. the other week when we did the charity one, I, I couldn't feel my legs for like four days. <laughs> really? I couldn't Fuck. sit down. Like we're doing, Fuck. you know, 100 reverse squats and doing all these things. But it's like, it's just so much fun. It's, it's so good to work in. Like, I'm no professional athlete. I just mm. do it because I like the feeling and yeah. Yeah. How, how it makes me feel. So, like, to working with people who've got a bit of knowledge and stuff like that and can guide us. And I think it's, 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 so it's cool doing it in like a social setting too. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, like, like you don't, you know, like, <laughs> it's funny to think like when you have the endorphins flowing because of like whatever reasons when you're at fucking revs and you're telling each other how much you love you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, love yeah. each other. And then you think about when you're running together and then you're exercising together, it's like, it's kind of like that same buzzing feeling. It I is, reckon. it is. It's like a, it's like a little brother of it a little yeah. bit, but you kind of just are glad it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's not pingers. It's fucking going for a run. <laughs> yeah. But that's like my, my mate, Zachy, we went down his, um, he does a thing, a charity called two T two, uh, T two KO. Yeah. Um, he had a event last, before, yeah, yeah. last Saturday in Altham and yeah, I met him through mates and like he, he does like hundred K runs through the desert, man. Yeah, um, to nice. raise money for um, this charity, his friend passed away f from this um, disease. So like, you know, yeah, to see people, him. yeah, see people do stuff like that and like, you know, really test themselves mm. for awareness and stuff like that. I just want to be a part of something like that and build yeah, something yeah. to support that. And just yeah. like, you know, if it's just getting people from, you know, wasting their Saturday or Sunday mornings from mm. partying all Saturday night, which, yeah. you know, leading into summer, it's like, 
sun comes out, you want to have a beer. Yeah. All good. Like I still have been drinking on Saturdays nights, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'll call the stumps at like 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah. Still get my, you know, seven hours or eight hours sleep, get yeah. up and go attack the day. So it's just 100%. like changing the lifestyle a little bit. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. You don't yeah. fully have to cut it off. No, nah, nah. you still like you, everyone's got to have their release and have your fun and, yeah. and do that. But it's just like, having that control and that power over what you want to do. And yeah. just like, if it's just a little bit of a run and yeah. an ocean dip on a Sunday, that's changing that. I'm, I'm so stoked to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, and cause you run it, you've got to fucking turn up. Yeah. Man. So, I, and I, and, and I have, a, that's I've, a massive I've missed thing. One week, one yeah. week. Cause I did a, a photo shoot on a, a Sunday. So we'll have to get into, get into that stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Down, for sure. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. So yeah, we, we yeah. Debunked in, Fucking, we'll have to get down there. We'll have to shout it out and get a few people down there, I reckon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll be keen. Let's yeah. do it. I, I, I just can't. My fucking knee's still bung at the moment, yeah, so man. I can't run or nothing, but... Get you on a bike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, get on the bike. Yeah, hundy. So did you say an ice bath company came... As a, were they with the charity or...? They they came and, like, joined us. They yeah. donated their ice bath. So, yeah. Fuck, man. They're, they're, they're life-changing, eh? Those yeah. Like, like, we, we've, we spoke about them heaps at the start of the pod, but... Me personally, I've dropped off a bit lately in doing them, but like the feeling you get afterwards, like you're saying with those endorphins and when you're running and or you or you're taking pingers, like it's literally like that. <laughs> it, it is. And then, you, but then you'll get out of it and you're like, all right, I can go fucking tick some things off the to-do list now. Yeah. Like, it puts you in such a good headspace. Dude, I love the sauna, man. Yeah. I've just recently, like, because originally I was very heavy into wanting to do the ice, but now the fucking saunas, bro. There's just something about them after it, like doing a big long, like especially when it's tough or when you're like the last 10 minutes where you're really like, I don't want to be in here. When I come out of that, I sleep fucking insane. And I just like, if you got a, if you had a cunt of a day and you get into the sauna, I fucking, it's just like having a reset at yeah. the end of the day. All right. I've just, I've just been loving it at the moment, especially because yeah. a lot of people really get into saying like doing the ice bath and stuff. But the ice bath for me is kind of just like, a cap off at the end just to yeah really just boost everything as well yeah i, I hit them both man so like yeah I'll try and i try and do like five days of training like weight training yeah and i'll try and hit the sauna maybe two times a week mm. and then i'll try and hit the ice bath two three times a week so yeah kind right. of even so i'm getting mm. that that bit of both yeah yeah That's i've been idea. trying to do the same thing as well but i've been swimming and they got a really hot sauna there so it's nice yeah, to just go to the sauna and then just have yeah. a quick cold shower after it but so you said before that you had a you had a shoot you you do photography as well how long you been doing that for yeah i do photography i just i do a bit of film man so i've always um just my brother's a cool photographer he loves all that kind of stuff Mm. um and yeah i just one day i just like film photos man they're just like you take the shot like and you don't know until you get the film developed so like iphone photos Take 500 photos and you're comparing how your arm stands or like, yeah. you know, people are changing things. Something about yeah. it, eh? That rawness, like you see it even at festivals or any events these days, people will still bring those film cameras because there's just something about them. The like, candidness my mum always sick, goes, yeah. why don't you just take it on your phone? Like you got a phone instead nah. of paying for film to get developed and shit. I'm like, it's just not, it's not the, the same. same. So yeah, that's how I kind of just got into it. And I'm one of those people where I just like get so obsessed with things. Mm. Once I start, I just like, 
I just couldn't help myself from buying heaps of film cameras. And like, yeah. you know, I got a lot of mates who are pretty creative. Um, my other mate, Rod, like, yeah, mate Rod, you yeah. shot with him, man. Ray Roller, shout out. Yeah, he's Legend. Oh, yeah, a man. Yeah, yeah. So like, And I've just, shot with you. Yeah, you have. You yeah, have. yeah, yeah. So like, he just like, you know, took me under his wing. We've always kind of been, um, yeah, he's got a along gangster. really, really well. Mm. He's, um, and yeah, we just go shoot, man. And I just mm. bring my film camera. I've only just started bringing it back out. Yeah. Um, but I just like bringing it there and trying capturing moments like mo most people wouldn't get. Mm. Like I like taking pose photos as well, but like the I find the candid ones are so much yeah. nicer. Mm. You just capture capture them, and like it just means like their motion is so much more because you mm. don't see it until mm. you get them developed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, sometimes you'll forget what you've taken photos of. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you get yeah. it back, you're like, "Fuck!" Like that was so cool. Yeah, yeah and it's just like raw and it's real. Yeah, if you take twenty photos with an iPhone, you just get so fixated on what you look the best in. Yeah. Yeah. And 100%. Then, one thing. And yeah. it, I've, maybe it cuts the rawness out of it and doesn't give you the appreciation to like embrace moment. the moment and yeah. how you were in that moment instead of like how many likes I'm going to get on Instagram because I want to look the best I possibly yeah. can. Yeah. hundred percent. Can be. I think that's what got yeah me into it. And like I'd, was always modeling and doing stuff like that. And then the photographers would take photos and I'm like, Oh, I reckon I could do that. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's just, yeah. yeah. Same as music, like fashion. It's just like another creative out, out outlet for me. Yeah, it's yeah. just always, I find something to do that just, yeah. Inspires me to just push those boundaries. Do you have a, do you have a favorite photo you think, or like a photo that takes you back to, to like a really special moment or anything or. Um, what? I'd like a fair few photos I took from um, Rod. Rod had a boxing fight. Um, oh, yeah. His first boxing fight. And, well, I don't think he was his first, might be his second, but he came out um, like to this cowboy song, yeah. had all these cowgirls, a um, couple of girls like in their bikinis and their hats, yeah. like full put on a real, real show. Um, and like Such everyone else for that, like, you know, they had their walkout songs, but yeah. he had this full theme. Like he's so creative. Mm. Being around him, it's just like, I took some really cool photos there just yeah. of like his personality. Um, super candid as well. Yeah. Obviously, because he's such a good photographer, he didn't feel uncomfortable with having so many yeah, people yeah. around him taking photos and, and videos. So it was like really cool to just capture those moments. For sure. Um, it's kind of like, and it's like, it's kind of like an artist version of like how he could, how he's picturing it. He's, he's creating that moment. Yeah. yeah. He's like, for a photographer, like you take a photo of someone and you'd be like, oh, if I, if I was there taking the photo, I know how I would have done it. But for him, he's in the moment. So he knows how to fucking, he's just got the confidence to be able to look, yeah, be that photo. You know what I mean? And I think it was like, just had so much story behind it. Like yeah. he, he built this whole persona about his mm. fight and like had the whole know the whole show going with it. it wasn't just like him in a boxing ring like he was mm. a whole different person for that day and just really yeah. embraced it so it was really yeah. cool to capture that and like I've, I've i've shot lots of um cool things but like yeah those were some of the first photos i got and i'm like fuck mm. these are actually really cool like i really enjoy this so yeah, yeah it's that. fucking sick mm. how long how long have you been modeling for oh i've just done stuff on on and off i think um yeah. i kind of Probably when I started, yeah, getting about oh, maybe 20, I started mm. like having a few brands saying, oh, we'll send you out clothes and stuff like that. When when Insta Instagram started, you know, you know? picking up a bit like yeah. in that sense. 
And um, yeah, I, through DJing and stuff, I got invited to a lot of events through my mate, Jamie, who I met at one of them. Jamie's like a stylist. Yeah. Um, he's doing really well. He just styled Christina Aguilera's tour. Oh, no way. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah. So he did a yeah. lot of stuff with Untitled. He got yeah, me sick. into like this brand called Nana Judy. Mm. Used to run a oh, lot of yeah. like parties for For the Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, at Reva. Mm. And like had their private parties at um, Beyond the Valley. And I met him. I can't even remember how I met him, but I met him at one of them. And he just like, he was so lovely. And he just like started inviting me to more things. And there were like fashion brands and, you know, those kind of D-list celebrities like Instagram models and mm, yeah, yeah. and yeah, I just kind of got hit up. He would give me little jobs. Um, I shot for the brand Wanderer when I was like 22, man. And like, Fuck. you know, they're, they're a pretty big brand now. Yeah. And I actually just did a shoot with them maybe two months ago, one month ago, mm. um, like five years later. That's you know, best. it's crazy. And you look at photos of me at 22, like yeah. a lot less tattoos, but like yeah. it's probably my first big modeling job. Yeah. Um, and now I'm like, I've shot them five years later. So it's like, crazy. it's cool to just to do stuff like that. And I like fashion and obviously like my look. So it's, I just take it when it's there. What a fucking resume you've got. <laughs> Did you ever think like when you were younger that you'd ever be doing like modeling and shit like that or um, something in, that was in the back of your mind or it just sort of. Not really. Not really. It kind of just, just turned out that way. Like, yeah, yeah I've always been pretty passionate about being myself and I think, Maybe people just like showing that off. It yeah. fits their brand. Yeah. Uh, maybe, mm. you know, so mm. if people want me to wear their stuff, like, and it suits me, I'll, of course I will. Like, you yeah. know, it's another, another way to <laughs> show myself. Off, How do I you guess. go with the confidence? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Like, like just like the get, confidence of the shoot. Like, yeah, okay. like get, how do you, how do you get yourself? Because like, I remember even shooting <laughs> with you and yeah. like, even, um, shooting with Ray Roller, the fucking, I had dumbly had a massive night the night before too. So I was just like, I was just out of it all day. Like a bit of a bag of bones, like not yeah. feeling yeah, sexy yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how did you get, how do you get yourself? I think I've got a lot more comfortable, but I still, I still, you still get nervous, man. It's like, you know, like what face do I pull? What movement do, do they want? What's the direction? So I think yeah. a massive thing is the people you work with as well. So yeah, like, okay. you know, when you work with Ray Roll, he's like, he's got really good direction. Mm. And um, yeah, I he helped what, a lot. I think that's a massive thing. So my shoot when I was 22, I shot with, uh, I think her name's Alex. Don't, don't hold me to that, but she's unreal. She's done a lot of stuff with Untitled and she shot that Wanderer shoot and that was probably my first like you know first really big brand i worked with yeah. but i think it was the first shoot i probably felt really comfortable just being me and mm. like i'm like they actually want me here yeah you know yeah. Yeah. Like, got, yeah. you know yeah uh, it's just getting that confidence with yourself they've asked you to be there yeah, yeah. so just be yourself and yeah. that's that's what they want you yeah, know they're not yeah. trying to get you to be anything else but you so yeah, handy. i think that's a handy. massive thing i learned like you know especially growing up like in Australia, like tall poppy syndrome's huge. Mm. Same, like, you know, blokes pick on other blokes if they're like a little bit different. Like, you know, people in high school always be like, oh, well, why are you wearing that? Like, mm. you know, mm. pick on me because I was just doing what I wanted to do and I yeah. wasn't following the normal trends. Yeah. But I think, yeah, just getting comfortable with yourself is like the best way to deal with that. Like, you don't have to be anyone else but yourself. 100%. Absolutely. But I think, yeah, working with, just cool people like i've been doing stuff with mercha mercha a lot i've shot with them um and like man they're they're massive in 
in the world right now. He's just a mm. hundred thousand followers. He started it like not even two years ago, man. He's like 22. I think as is 22. Fuck, like, really? Like, you know, he, he first hit me up and he's like, can you just, I'll send you some stuff post on Instagram. Now he's like selling out drops around mm. the world. And most of his clients, like 70% of his clients aren't even in Australia mm. because it's become so big through TikTok and like yeah. marketing. Yeah. You know, this guy's like, 22 and like he'd be selling thousands of pieces in like yeah. minutes yeah it's so fun. it's just like being around people who, who, who are creative and know their direction i think is massive yeah me. another another thing i wanted to ask you is what does your wardrobe look like at the moment is it is it chock-a-block or yeah I, i've had a clear out the last two weeks i'm just like fuck like i've got way too much stuff yeah so i try and like i do sell a fair bit of stuff like if i've got good depop. stuff i'll chuck on depop or yeah. instagram and just flick it out and buy new stuff yeah so <laughs> it's always getting filled back up yeah. um but yeah like yesterday i was just like sorting my shit i'm like i haven't worn this in ages yeah but i want to keep it so yeah. i've got like a wardrobe downstairs that's got like stuff that i never want to get rid of yeah um but like yeah on instagram like it I'm just getting heaps of brands at the minute just wanting to do reels or a photo in something. So, like, I'd get a patch, package every week of, like, you know, pants or T-shirts um, of just stuff. So, it just, and people like, sending them to you? Yeah, brands, so, stuff like oh, that. So, just, they just send it to you and then they go, oh, can you please do a post for us? So, they yep. won't even really, you yeah. know, you won't go to them or anything? No, nah, so, some brands will, like, I'll do their collection, like, yep. um, go do their campaign and they'll get a professional photographer and they'll pay you for that yeah. plus give you the clothes mm. um and then some brands will just hit you up and they work more on like uh yeah like they'll give you the clothes and ask for content um but because i'm getting so much now i'm just like it is time like yeah. you know there's you can have an agent and charge yeah money for content um yeah, so sure. i'm starting to say to especially if i'm not massively into the clothes yeah i'll charge yeah. for a post yeah, okay. um, to post their stuff. It, yeah, it comes down to fucking followers and that on Instagram as well. Yeah, I think it's like engagement um, yeah. as well. Like, I don't have a heap of followers. Yeah. But I think... Um, People fuck with what you wear. Yeah, I think mm. I'm at that... You know, I've got enough followers that it's recognized as like... Yeah. I think if you have too much, people start ignoring your ads and like what yeah. you're posting. Yeah. But, you know, you, you hit that you know, 5,000, 10,000, 15, you're kind of like a micro-influencer, influence, they got more say. more of a tight-knit yeah. So group you've got, yeah, well. more of a, yeah. a, a, a community behind you. They're following you for a reason. Well, it's a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I was going to say. It's a community when mm, you yeah. have that amount of people. Yeah, like it's just more direct. So like you get more interactions, you know. Yeah. People are not following me, you know. It's not like I've got a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand yeah, people yeah. following you because your name they're following because they're mates or mates mm. of someone or they've yep. seen me through a brand. So yeah. it's a bit more direct. Yeah, and about what, running around. Yeah, maybe a bit more direct. <laughs> yeah. So um, I find yeah, even when I'm doing my brand, I'll look at people who aren't too big. I think you got to find that. Got to have a bit of a unique look as well. Yeah, yeah, they've yeah. got that community base more than just the number. Yeah, mm, for sure. Your kids are going to be drippy. As <laughs> fuck, yeah, well, I got to find a missus first. <laughs> that was actually that's actually my next question. How how's the dating life going? Oh, it's um, it's pretty quiet at the moment. Is man. it? You're a busy man. Yeah, it's just like 
um, come back from Thailand, just like, you know, I had some fun over there, mm. had a bit of um, fun being single, which is all good, mm. like tourism, you know, in, yeah. enjoying, seeing, seeing all different continents, <laughs> <go>. whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm just so focused on doing my brand and yeah. like building myself up instead of just looking um, for a partner. Like I was in a serious relationship for a few for a years. While, yeah. Um, she's moved on. She's all happy and stuff, which is great. Yeah. But like, I think for me, um, I've always jumped in serious relationships and always lent on that person yeah. for direction yeah. and guidance. Yeah. I think, you know, you get in a relationship and you're like, you know, you form that bond and you work yeah. together. Yeah. And I think I've just always relied on that. So I think since my last one, I was like, what have I done wrong? Like what... I change what's yeah. going to work next time I get yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. And I think a massive thing was me to really get that independence, explore a bit, yeah. you know, have fun, go meet girls and mm. like party or hang out with my mates, but like find the direction of where I want my life to go yeah, in yeah. the future. And then when someone matches that, yeah. um, I'll, you know, explore that. Yeah. Instead of getting like jumping into something and getting taken with someone, it, like in a certain path, being able to know exactly what you want and kind of just singling it all the things out that you know. It's, and I think that's what like relationships are. You always learn from the next one. And I actually think there's a lot of people that I don't know are too afraid to jump out and they get stuck massively, man. Mm. Massively. Yeah. That was me and my ex. Like we were just so caught up in that lifestyle mm. of being together mm. like we lost that passion we're still really good friends like we get along really well yeah there's no bad blood but like we let it get so far when we probably should have addressed the issues earlier yeah um yeah. and it could have resolved it you know probably not but yeah <laughs> either way yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know it just got to a point we're just like best mates mm. so it was just like you know next time i get in a relationship i'm like I definitely want to be more open and more direct of what I want and where I'm going in life. And, you know, there's always compromise yeah. with friendships, with relationships, with any part of your life. Like nothing's ever, you know, direct. There's always going to be a complication. Yeah, sure. So it's just understanding what you want and what that other person wants and make it work. Together. Oh, that's mm. awesome, man. It sounds like, you know, it was probably for the best, like as, yeah. as hard as it was at the time. Yeah. It sounds like you've actually come out of it and, and learnt a few things. And I think that's the way to go about it is like figure yourself out and then sort of just find someone that fits into your puzzle and yeah, so be it. Yeah. And then like, man, because we're together so long, like a lot of our friends were the same friends. So I think coming yeah. out of something like yeah, that that's the hardest part. was a massive like, was a massive learning curve because so many people are like, oh, why aren't you guys together? You guys were perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you see what's on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, so we had a pretty, you know, good breakup, but very tough um, at the same time behind closed doors. And, you know, like I was acting out, I was mm. acting out and like she was reacting, you know, in her way and we're just, you know, on very different paths. So, you know, it's good to get to, a place now where I'm just like so independent and know what I want. But I definitely like, I'd, I'd love a missus like, yeah. but I don't want to like, I definitely won't start anything just for that. Yeah. But no it's, it's scary as well. Like when you got so much drive mm. for things like I've just recently got into a relationship and I'm, I am so happy. I am. She's a fucking legend. <laughs> but it's like, I, I remember like prior to getting into it, I was so fucking busy every minute of the day anyway to throw a missus in the middle of it. It's yeah. just like, 
the fuck there's not, not enough hours time. in the day especially <laughs> when you work fucking yeah, i am managing but it's like you can't do you can't do nothing ever no nah. nah. but nah. it's just, it's good though it's yeah. good you just got to be out of Tough it out and keep going. I, I think reckon. that's what you got to yeah. come to terms with as we're getting older. Is that's fucking. It's that's just life, life, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like it's hard. Scrolling's to, it's hard fucking to come to terms. Shit, it's legit. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate if it. If you man. eliminate that, there's you know two three hours a day. Sometimes even sometimes more on a fucking Sunday if you've had a big night on the sesh. So like, <laughs> and it's nice yeah. to have a cuddle on a Sunday. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, <laughs> I just got yeah. my dog. <laughs> yeah, you got you, you go too? for a run. Uh, two, no, two dogs? I had I had two, so Bryony had the other one. Oh, okay, uh, she's got uh, the other had one. A dog together yeah, as well. Yeah, but I've got Boss. He was he was my boy. I had him before. First, yeah. yeah. So he's, yeah, he's still cute. With me. He's Are man. you with Sam Pulsford? Do you live with yeah. him? Yeah, yeah, Sammy boy. Yeah, he's he, the best man. He's a legend. He's sick. So, yeah, he's you. He's you live it in, in St Kilda. We're in Carnegie. Yeah, yeah. So nice. he's he's moved just moved back in. He went back home for a bit. Yeah. Um. That's sick. We've got a good house. We've got Sam, um, another roommate, Sean. He's sick. He build, He does his own custom rings. So True. Gangster. Yeah, he made me that one. So he's launching that next year, which is cool. He's Fucking pretty oath. creative. Do you know, do you know yeah. what the name of it is? Um, who is Euphoria? Who is Euphoria? Oh, yeah, he Euphoria. makes them carves, yeah, carves mm. them himself, man. So he's like super driven, which is cool to be around as well. Fucking um, oath. So next year when this has 100,000 views... Hit it out, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get and him then, on the pod. Yeah, yeah. we got Luke. Um, Luke's like the fourteen-year-old brother, but he's sick, man. He's um really good footy player. So yeah, he just oh, won yeah. his Divi one um nice. seniors footy thing down the peninsula, and then he um he's training with um an AFL club at the moment. Sick. So hopefully he's he gets, fourteen. Nah, we call him the fourteen-year-old brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 twenty-one. Oh, yeah, okay. he's like the young, bro- the young, yeah. young brother in the house. But yeah, he's. Gun footy player, so hopefully yeah. he gets in the AFL next year. Yeah, Young sick. and fucking full of energy. Yeah, he's big, big friendly giant. He's yeah. huge, man. He towers over me. Only two years under us, mate. It's not that young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Just... I was just remembered we played a versus set together. We did for the fucking. It was the first ever event that I ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, exhale. That was like in COVID. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm. Um, Where was it? It was at Lardy Da. Lardy Da. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember looking at. I fucking look like such a baby in the photo. Like <laughs> I had no beard or nothing. Yeah. I actually was listening to that set the other day. Really. I was, um, speaking to a friend and she loves techno and I was sending her like s- some tracks and I popped up like um our set. So yeah. I had a bit of a flick through it the other day. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a funny set. I was so, I was so. I mean, it wasn't even that young, that long ago, but I feel like I've come so far in music. Even, yeah, I even felt like I'd come a long way in that sense when I was playing with you, but I've come so far again. I'd love to do it again. And like, I just had, I had less composure then. It was like, I listened to it and just like, I have the ability to be able to vibe with you now and go back to back in mm. a proper sense. Yeah, yeah, I got you, man. Where and like I was so fresh and like trying to release music and trying to make things hit and and even like events and shit, trying to make events hit and just trying to grind so fucking running around. Yeah. And, but no, it was cool. I I just really wanted quickly before mm. we move on to our segments and stuff. Yeah. I want to know more about like how wild it was like in jungle and shit like that. What were, what do you reckon was like the most crazy thing you reckon you saw? Like, I wasn't massively like a jungle baby, so I, well, I'd just go like a bit, in the scene. I'd, I'd guess. go a bit 
Um, I don't even know what jungle cool. is. Jungle was sick, man. I think the was, first time I went, I was about 16, 17. It was the original before... Um, Cloud? Um, Mercy. Mercy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, Mercy. Okay. A good one. First time I went to Tramp, Jungle. Do you know Mads? Madeline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep, yep. I knew her and we were hanging out. She, she was going in. I think she was going in to play or whatever, but... I was like 17, man, 16, 17. Yeah. Hadn't actually been there before. And we went in, we met Giles, yeah. the owner, and we went straight back in the um, the fridge. Yeah. We were just sitting in the back of the fridge just drinking cruises. Yeah. Like 17 with the <laughs> owner of Tramp. And yeah. I was like, the fuck, this is so weird. Yeah. But um, probably the coolest thing we did back in the day, like Karova, I was there like every Saturday and we'd do like Halloween theme parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we did like a... A party of all the crew, all the DJs and the the bartenders, and we did a, a ping pinata. Yeah, <laughs> ping, pinata. And yeah, there was a couple of pingers in there. And the, the big the big prize was a yeah a mouse pillow. So oh really? A packet. You could get a, you could get a packet if you got in there quick enough. That's but that was yeah that was a bit of fun. That was yeah. obviously you know. Fuck, how good is that? People would have been fucking scavenging. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was searching and we, we didn't realise. Like he said, there was going to be, you know, one surprise in there. Yeah. But then there was a few. Everyone kind of got Fuck, a bit of fun. Good. So that, that was pretty, pretty, pretty funny. Fuck, yeah. how cool like that. is that? That is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we did fun stuff. Mm. It was it was good era. Yeah. yeah. good parties. Yeah. Was, was it... Was it like, do you think drugs now are as prevalent? And like, because yeah. these days, drugs are fucking everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere in like Melbourne. I don't, it's probably worldwide. Yeah, it is. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Mm. But Melbourne these days is fucking it's ridiculous. It's out, it's out of yeah. control, yeah. man. But that's like, I started, you know, playing in nightclubs when I was 14. Mm. And my thing, my parents said, like, don't do that. Yeah. And like, so did mine. <laughs> I played an underage gig, I think I was like 13, 14, mm. um, for Kyle Hand and yeah. the boys. You know, hardware. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't hardware. No, nah, not yet. I can't yeah. remember what they, they used to be, but it was a, a party for them. And I was buying pingers on Facebook at 13. Really? Wow. Me, me and my mates. So anyway, I got these pingers, played the gig, and I left my Facebook unlocked. Oh, no. Oh, my mum's obviously no. seen the message. They're like, we've got to come pick you up. There's a family emergency. My mum gets there. I'm like, what's going on? I'm obviously like <laughs> off my <laughs> face. Oh, frog oh, eyed. No. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you're the family emergency. And like from that, I was like, oh, fuck. No. Like I felt so bad. But like, that it was up. always... It was always around in the nightclub. Yeah. Like it's, and it's, I don't think it's any different. You don't reckon? No. It's still different, probably party drugs. Yeah. Um, but it's always... More pills back then. Yeah, more pills, I think, was... Bags. I think it would have yeah. been like... Uh, do you think it's changed sort of... You could have... Like, you could buy that off Facebook. And nowadays, I feel like you've got to be a bit more wary about what you're buying and who you're buying off. Like yeah. people are a bit fucking more ruthless and they wouldn't, you know, they'll yeah. say you're something that does nothing or, you know, fucks you up big time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people are just like trying to make heaps more money out of it. Yeah. It's like, so they're really cutting their stuff. And like back then, like we'd buy like, you know, $15 finger. Yeah, yeah. You'd do it all night. 
yeah, one yeah. Of, you'd have one, one all night and night. with your mates yeah. you're loving each other yeah, and yeah, now yeah. you know people are going out and they're spending hundreds of dollars on yeah, all yeah. these things yeah and so fucked up was coke huge back then um yeah it was definitely yeah um but i think growing up most of the time yeah we did more like md pills or stuff, pills yeah. and stuff yeah um, but i don't think that like most people were doing coke and stuff like that now um yeah that's what I, it just seems like just, just coke these everywhere days. Yep. money it's just like yeah. a lot of money yeah. it is man <laughs> so yeah, and it's just, it yeah. is. Yeah, it wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking. Sorry, sorry mum. Wouldn't spend money. Wouldn't spend. Wouldn't even dare to look at a fucking t-shirt or something that's three hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> but all of a sudden, it's like, oh, that's fucking like five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think and like, allegedly, not like I definitely have probably spent a bit of money on it in the time. Yeah. Um, and I've never been like. I've got an addictive personality, but I know when to stop. Like, yeah, I yeah. always be at work on the Monday. Like, yeah. you know, even if I was partying all weekend. But it's just being a DJ, working in events, for me, even if you're not buying it, people are pressuring you. Yeah. Like, oh, just have a bit. Just yeah, have that. Yeah, yeah. And because you're in that environment, you actually feel weird if you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And I think for me, it was just like so toxic. Especially mm. when I was running circus mm. and I was, you know, doing the recovery. Yeah. Like if I drove in on a Sunday morning mm. to, and there's people at like 3 a.m. showing up for Circus Black, yeah, everyone's cooked. Mm. I'd be completely sober and you couldn't even feel like you had a conversation with people, which just zombies yeah. and people yeah. are so fucked up. And I'm yeah. like, if you're not like that, I feel like you were an outside. It was so weird and it was just like so toxic. And then mm. I would get so fucked up to stay there. Yeah. And I just wasn't myself. And I'm like, I feel like shit. I'm wasting my week. It takes the recovery. So yeah, 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 yeah. I just had to stay out of it. Yeah. It's, I, we went to a festival recently and I slept in a bit and I woke up around midday and everyone was already like retarded at this point. Yeah. And I was, remember <laughs> just being sober and I was like, oh, I want to go get some food. And everyone's like just not right like you couldn't yeah. even talk to anyone and i'm walking to go get food and i'm seeing some cunt in his jocks that i swear was on top of this roof when i was going to bed and he's still on top of there like <laughs> oh red as dude. red raw dude. and like you just feel so yeah, out of place mate. in those settings while you're sober it's fucking it's a bit sad really and yeah. especially when mm. you're sober you're like whoa yeah i like think that's why is... i kind of really grew out of it like mm. yeah. i enjoyed having fun but i, I feel like everything's built on on that you get so fucked up in those places and like yeah. you make all these friendships and then you get out of it and you're like who's your real mates like yeah. you know I've, I've i've realized that massively getting out of music i still love seeing people and going out and exploring it but like yeah it's not just going out for that anymore yeah yeah life's so fucking busy too we'll start getting into a bit of the uh bit of the segment shit we've had a few questions sent in and we've got a few calls so What's happened, you bad motherfucker? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dick. Oh, oh, mate. We had, a, we had someone, fuck, a few weeks ago now say we need to put some labels on these buttons because we just keep clicking the wrong ones. Yeah. I can't believe you just took four to get that. But anyway. Three different segments in one, huh? Um, yeah, we got, we got a message from, uh, from someone here. He said... G'day, Bunked In Legends. Long-time listener, first-time engager. Love seeing you lads do something that no one else is doing in the area. My question for you boys is, what's the best DJ set you lads have seen live? 
I need some new tracks in the playlist. Damn, we've got the man for this as well. It's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. Oh, my, my well. favourite probably that I've seen that you can listen to yeah. would be Township Rebellion at Strawberry Fields in 2018, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was just like unbelievable. They are it fucking was like, gangsters. It was the closing set. They had the misters like over the crowd. So the, yeah. the water and it was like 40 degrees. Mm. The, sun, oh. the sun was coming down. I was like had sunnies on, but I snapped one side, so my sunnies all twisted. Yeah. Was, like, that the, everything's was that the photo off. that was your profile picture? Maybe a few years ago. Nah, I don't think so. No, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. I do. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, oh, it was unbelievable, man. Like mm. you listen to this set, and it, it's what you said. It's got to be a journey. Like yeah. you listen to this set, and Township Rebellion's music in general is Yuck. really Gangster. just like takes you on that journey yeah. and this set like i still listen to it now and it still gives me goosebumps i still remember the same feeling yeah it's what um, sort of style are they real melodic like, techno but they're real driving like, they kind of like hands down along. That. similar oh, to, similar to yeah. hands down but like more melodic speaking of yeah i would say i've got a few favorites but i'm gonna probably, say i'm gonna say there's the set after that <laughs> yeah okay yeah <laughs> so we went to watch Someone at the City My Music Bowl. <laughs> um, and uh, Hands Down and Lee Boy played before him. Yeah. It was Boris. I know Dick going to say that. <laughs> yeah. It was Boris. Yeah. And, and this, yeah, I was this, there, actually. I, were I you? did go to that. That was, yeah. like, that was such a good day for us. I remember it was sort of just after all the COVID bullshit. Yeah, it was. Finally felt like it had ended. That's the reason why it was such a good set. Yeah. Because if, if there was any person that had anything to do with anything – Everybody was Everybody fucking was there. there. Yeah, I was like fucking Boris talking Brett, the whole time because there was so that sorry. many fucking DJs and promoters and, and yeah. everybody was there. And yeah. it was just like, it was just the most insane set. Yeah. Those, those boys have like really grinded to get where they are. Like yeah. I've known them since I was like, you know, 14. Hands down, Lee boy. We used, to, mm. we used to like send pr music together. Yeah. Like when I was producing. Me and Shannon's, a le Shannon's a legend. Name is Shannon. Like... Man, they they deserve it, and some of the stuff they've got coming up, um, it's just like unbelievable, man. Gangster, Love their definitely style. worth watching. Pa apparently, his um, apparently his fucking strawberry set was insane. Yeah, it looked it. Yeah. It looks sick. The he, videos look fucking gangster. Yeah, well, they just see how they've just done that official remix for Catch. Yeah, so that song's that. never had official remix ever yeah, that's since it's been made. It's like twenty years since that song was made. That is fucking crazy. And they got the official remix. Mm. And that's dope. The yeah. only one on Spotify. It'll be their official one. True. That's crazy man. That's wild. Yeah, it's wild to think that you were making music like same time as when they were yeah. learning and stuff. It's yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah. The doubt is what can kill you. It were like yeah. early days of making music. And Definitely. Just gonna keep soldiering on with making music. Definitely. But I would also like to say. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Or before before that, but yeah, that's it was nuts we and you fucking spoke about that for, for months afterwards like, the hands down we would set. always put it on like yeah. that even their one track at, in even their one at revs i wasn't there but the one at revs before victor is yeah that was sick gangster yeah mm. fucking gangster yeah. yeah they are gangster their styles yeah. their styles sick, sick and those i don't know it just felt like those speakers were hitting different that day for some <laughs> reason i don't know that's but what it was it's because everyone coming out of covid hadn't heard music it like was that. like fuck this is really the end of it we're all, and everybody was there and mm. like there wasn't that much filming i reckon either going on everyone yeah. was just there fucking vibing having fun yeah when he played that when well, i would say boris at the end yeah, yeah. his set was 
but for me, it was more of the meaning. I remember showing my mum videos of it the next day, and I was fucking tearing up. Yeah, <laughs> and my mum's like, my mum's like, how, how are you like, uh, like tearing up over you this? And understand. I was just like, <laughs> I, I was like, you just, you just had to fucking be there. Yeah, and then mm. when he did that, that was good. he did that the, um, the, encore. The, they played the birthday song afterwards. Yeah. Fucking shut the gates. And <laughs> the thing that makes me tear up, it was the whole fucking sydney my music bowl for that song just fucking screamed bro mm, and just yeah. that it's just so unbelievable when when he when he dropped that that the yeah. happy birthday track yeah i got that video on my instagram actually i go, <laughs> I go back and look at it pretty often so fucking good um awesome. but in terms of music to listen to these days yeah i'd probably say go listen to those um, mm. I've been frothing Skrillex at the moment. Yeah. Like, His new yeah. albums are sick, man. Dude, yeah. I, I went. Drinks we up. went to our listen out, and honestly, it was it was fucking close to Boris's live set. Like, yeah, wow. Him live, just watching the shit he does. It kind of like my brain couldn't really like comprehend it because there was so <laughs> many different sounds and shit yeah. going on. But dubstep's fucking wild. But yeah, he played dubstep, but he plays fucking everything, man. Yeah. Like break tracks, and then just will throw a heavy in every now and then. And yeah. The production there was sick. There was fireworks going off and it's fucking, he's mad. He's He's been like running the game for fucking ages now. Yeah, man, so. he definitely has. I grew up on Skrillex. Skrillex was a massive part of like EDM in general for me growing up. Mm. Like Bangarang and um, like like Rock and Roll Will Take Me To Take You To The Mountain, all those tracks like yeah. growing up. Fucking gangster. Bangers. Was sick. I oh. think um, I saw... I saw a DJ boring at BTV too. Oh yeah, fucking gangster, fuck <laughs> yeah, so cool, man. Like I really started to get into the ravey scene now. Yeah, and um, trancy shit. Yeah, trancy shit as well. But he just like just the way for him, the way he plays is such a creative journey type of set. And I've learnt a lot over the last few festivals that I've gone to of watching people and how they create a journey and how they take people and they you take it up and you take it down and tricks that you can do and the way it's not about what song you're playing it's what you played before it and what you played after it yeah yeah definitely and being able to like learn all that and see it all live and taking risks and all the rawness of it his set was just fucking gangster as fucking yeah, yeah. shout out to him you sick cunt. Yeah. <laughs> right i got one more message fuck it's a bit of a long one so hopefully i can read it sweet but uh hey boy sorry i didn't call a bit under the weather at the moment uh anyway i got done on the weekend uh with a game that we call what are the chances if you know about it you know the deal if you haven't google it now if you're a real one you can't back down from what are the chances and you just try to make your odds better so i was pissed as fuck at a party and a few boys started throwing it around whether it was a slap in the face or a skull of drink the usual shit then one smartass decides to call butt chug at one in 50. And I said I'd do it, but for one in 100. And as you can now imagine, yes, I got wrecked and had to stick a beer bottle up my clacker. And let me tell you, beer going in the other end ain't something that you want. Um, so, yeah, after all that nonsense, my question to you two or three, whatever it is, the worst thing you've had to do or made someone do from what are the chances? Don't blink, boys. <laughs> Don't blink, baby. Don't blink. <laughs> Thanks for the message. Oh, fuck, man. That's a fucking spew. Did one one in a hundred. One in a hundred, dude. That is so... <laughs> that's a, that's so, a fucking spew. Do you, do you play that like with your, your group of mates? or I've played it a few times. I've got one mate I grew up with who loved playing it. Mm. And he'd 
he'll say stuff and he'll just tell you to pick the number. And yeah. if he lost, like, he'd do it anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he just, he just like wanted that. to yeah. do it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I hadn't been done anything really bad for that game. No, nah, uh, yeah, I was trying to... Well, actually, my current fucking Facebook profile picture, we took at the Dymo pub and one of the boys just fucking took a photo of me and said, what are the odds you making that your DP? And, um, yeah, so it's been my DP fucking for a while now. No, that that was the same night that I had to do, um, I had to go do that, uh, the fucking pickup line to that bird because I got done with it as well. We got what are the odds for Dicko to, there's this video going around on on TikTok. We told it on the pod. We have, fuck yeah. Yeah, we have. Don't worry about it. We have told on the pod, but I don't reckon. I'm trying to think of something. I had to do, I had to do a nudie run, um, (laughs) around around a fucking big cabin which wasn't great um <laughs> yeah yeah me dick's not even big enough in summer let alone this is, this is winter too yeah, so yeah, yeah two belly buttons running around <laughs> yeah <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> great physical shape as well white as a fucking ghost running around but um other, other than that i don't really i don't I reckon, uh, i think i've been pretty lucky to be so honest far. there's probably a lot that we've that have been crazy, but they've been at that point in the night where you can't really remember it anyway. Yeah, so only like a shock, a shotgun, a beer or something. Like <laughs> yeah, that. I fucking sit in the front of the Uber or the front of the cab, which is a bit <laughs> shit. But anyway, all right, look, let's get we'll in get the, into some of the calls. Get in the calls. Um, do you want to ring someone? Call on the phone or? Hey, no, <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. What I was looking at. <laughs> Be honest, go for I'm it, mate. Saying, oh. Don't worry about it, man. There we go. Oh, Spicy there Dick Hotline, how can I help you? <laughs> right, eh? Fucking hell, mate. Hey, um, I'm just calling, quick question. Um, I was just having this random ass thought. Uh, do you reckon, like, we, we live in a pretty, like, funny era, like, you know, it's pretty, like, like comedy-wise, like, there's some, there's some funny cunts out there, for sure. <laughs> do you yeah. reckon that... This era, like 2000s, like right now, is the most funny era? Or do you reckon like in the 1700s or the 1800s or the 1500s, it was still like funny like that? Or is it a different kind of funny? Like it would have to be a different kind of funny. But like, is it as funny as it is now? Hope Uh, you understand my question. I think this is a two-parter. There's another one. Just to follow up on that question, if we are, if we are the most quirky civilization there is so far, then why is that? What's the reasoning? Mm. I want to know. Let's talk about it. Let's have an open discussion. I'm actually very about this. Very yeah. good. That's a good one. It is. I a, like that. That is a great question. That's to be honest. I reckon that's a great. That's the best question I reckon we've had so far. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, because Which we shows you the caliber of type of questions we've had. So <laughs> <far>. <laughs> Wait till you hear the next one. Fucking uh, uh, um, So yeah, uh, I think I think it's definitely at its peak right now. You reckon? You reckon? Of 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 funniness, oh, actually, I reckon. Maybe. I was thinking that I think because we're evolving as people, we're getting funnier. Mm. But I think the nineties yeah. before it hit two thousand, yeah, people still doing like you watch the movies. They don't do shit. Hundred like percent. They do now. They 100%. can't because people are starting to get like a bit yeah. upset with things. Yeah. So I think cancel culture and for the two thousands, those like ten years, twenty years, yeah. mm. we peaked. Like mm. people were doing whatever they wanted. 
Yeah. And now I think it's slowly dropping off, but yeah. I think it'll pick back up again. Yeah, I think it's starting to now. Yeah. You look at movies, we've actually we've talked about this before. You look at movies and movies are a prime example of how it's just fucking bullshit now. Mm. All everyone's so worried about getting cancelled or saying the wrong thing. No one wants the backlash these days. But mm. now the comedians and whatever's going on overseas, they're like in America and all and the UK of all the comedians, they're starting to try and fight back to this cancel culture. So I think comedy as in specials and stuff like that and actual comedians yeah. I think is the best it's ever been. Yeah, they're getting there. They're, they're getting there. Getting, some of the comedians and, and some of the ones of them now some well. of the ones we've watched now are fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But the movies are just so dog shit yeah. now. Like especially comedy movies. I think yeah. um yeah, I don't know about like the seventeen hundreds and shit. Yeah. Like, maybe they had like a funny fucking jester, or they or could have been really funny because yeah. they had nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. Dude. I think that's Dude. like the tough part about now is if if something's funny and we're telling a funny story, it's like, do you have a video of it? Yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. like you you just watch the video and it sort of takes that sort of real raw moment away. But I think even yeah, sort of similar to what you were saying, Josh. Like I reckon about. 2000 to maybe 2013 was like was probably some of the funniest times where it no one sort of seemed to give a fuck and it seemed like there wasn't as many boundaries as there is now but for the past probably yeah probably 10 years or something it's just been a little bit shit but yeah some of the comedians these days like we said it before but i'll say it again that's shane gillis special on netflix i need to watch this is, I can hear it's about the it. funniest Funny fucking fuck. thing i've ever watched like, funny as fuck he's so good and yeah, those those sort of group that we've we've spoke about, the fucking Tom Seguras, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, all that those sort of boys there, yeah, they're killing it in the comedy game right now. As, I, as for Australians, I don't really know like many What's his good, face? It was always good. Um Carl Barron. Nah, Jim well Jeffries yeah, was Jim Jeffries is yeah. who I'm thinking of. Um Carl yeah. Barron was always funny when I was younger. I don't find so him as funny these days. Oh, yeah? I do. I do, but I have to have your silly pants on to fucking yeah. really find him any form yeah, of funny thing. Um, I think I think what it was, I think with the way that like sexism and racism and like what you could say, it kind of peaked a little bit, mm. and like discrimination, I think maybe against like disabled people or just any form of that, kind of peaked at the highest it possibly could have. And then people got so fed up with it and then we had this big flip of people turning back on what could and couldn't be said because of all these minorities would like people were starting to speak up for them and now we've kind of had a bit of a crash and we got to a point where you can't say fucking anything mm. and now we're trying to do like this little rebuild and hopefully find a happy medium somewhere in the middle. But yeah... I think fucking... It's a hard line because yeah. if you're not pushing those boundaries, you're never going to know what's going to work. Yeah. And you're never going to... kind of have you know, to test the waters. I have to. Yeah. I have to. It's a I, hard job, I think, yeah. being a comedian. I, I mean, with a comedian, though, I feel like they have to have the green light to be able to say whatever the fuck they want. Is that your feet, cunt? Or did you fart? Because something stinks. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance. You know what? We need to get like a nice incense or something here. You got any uh, go-to no, incenses? Oh, mate. The the normal blue one. Yeah. I've got that Nanga Kapara. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. what it's called, but <laughs> yeah. I've always got them going at home. Yeah. I got, that's the mood. I've yeah, got that. Sure. I got that. 
Fucking one week old FXD <laughs> <laughs> yeah. type of intense. Like, no shower. <laughs> no yeah, fuck. Yeah. Good luck to um, and, Well, there was a second part of that question. Oh, yeah. Quirkiness of, oh. I think what she was kind of maybe talking about was maybe, I think like the, I think we're kind of trying to be quirky now, but I think like the 70s and stuff like that was very like that's where they pushed all of the love and they pushed all of like yeah, like when psychedelics Johnny, Johnny went to the toilet and he fell over <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck that's the type of comedy they'd have in the 1700s <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> 70s I was like what the fuck oh the 70s no you can't oh, right. she was talking about oh, okay, she was anyway. talking about society is more quirky now yeah there was like this. she was saying then like back in the day I was saying like like the the push of like psychedelics and stuff like that. Oh. Different. F- Is that what you were saying? I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> well, never mind. We'll have to cut that anyway. But all good. Um, <laughs> fuck. So like, I mean, like as open creatively, things like that, like being a bit yeah. more quirky. Do you think we're in a light now where? I think yeah, because because so much stuff has already been done mm. that like it's like you kind of have to be quirky and you know think completely outside the box and. Oh. Like to, to sort of be relevant But like were you saying Do you think sort of psychedelics and shit Has had an influence or? No I was thinking like in the 70s and that When they were trying to find all the openness I think it's I think it's now I don't think we've I think we've been the most open Yeah that definitely we, That we have been ever um, Which is a good thing I think yeah. I think this is the most quirky we've been yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was Agreed. pretty quirky that yeah, You're quirky, you're before, quirky eh? can't Fucking hell Anyway that would have hit If Ben was switched on, but it's all right. <laughs> all right. Oh, fucking hell. What's going on, boys? <laughs> Got a little question for the pod today. Um, I'm living in a share house situation at the moment. It's currently 8 p.m. We've just had the landlord round. He's just come in unannounced and uh, told us off because apparently we can't have people over for fucking trees. <laughs> I think that's a bit of a fucking carry on, if I'm honest. Like, it's 8 p.m. You can't be having noise complaints at that time. Uh, he's Andy. come in, he said that someone in the house has complained. Now, we know no one in our house has complained. Downstairs, we know they're all chill. We've spoken to them. So it's just the caretaker upstairs that must have moaned about it. But, like, it's fucking 8pm. We're paying for fucking arm and a leg for this gaff. I think we should be gaff. able to have people over for prees. We're not even staying for a big party, so fucking dodgy if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I what, what do you reckon I should we yeah? What do you reckon I should do about it? Because he's threatening to kick us out, but I don't reckon he's got a leg to stand on. So let us know, boys. <laughs> Definitely no leg to stand on. Nah. I'd be turning it up. Yeah, <laughs> not at not at fucking eight o'clock. What time? What time is it that you, you you're not supposed to have sort of music? Like midnight or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, midnight. I reckon eight o'clock. Can't we get fucked? How would you how would you tackle that type of situation if someone was fucking ratting on you? <clears throat> That's like eight PM. I'd just tell them to shove it. Yeah, like yeah. I think you got had luck. Like, or at least come down yeah. yourself and have a conversation and be like, "This is why." Like, understand? Can you just turn it down a little bit? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's all on approach stuff like that. I live in a share house and like we all do our own things. But like, mm. yeah, we're, our landlord sometimes will just like pop in and shit. I'm like, you can't technically do that. Yeah. Bro. But he's pretty sweet. But like, yeah, next door neighbors on on New Year's one night, it's like one thirty, man. They're like, oh, can you like turn it down? I'm like, 
Get real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eve, yeah. Just ignored them, to be honest. Yeah. But like, you know, most of the time, if they're like, can you turn it down? Of course. Fucking yeah, absolutely. Have the conversation, at least ask mm. nice. But like, if you're asking it every week and shit, like yeah. 8 p.m., like... I mean, people can have their mute, their TV blaring as loud as they want. I know. It's, yeah, I think you're right. You're dead right. Like, if the, if you know that it was him or her, go up and, and say, you know, if you did complain, yeah, why don't you just come down and speak to us? We probably would have been happy to turn it down if you've got like a fucking a baby or asleep. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or didn't he say it was the fucking cleaner? Caretaker. 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 So yeah. what? The, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you got to, yeah. I think the the normal person way to do it is go up there and say g'day and introduce yourself and try and yeah. get a bit of a connection with him. But I think there's some fun shit you could do probably. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on like if you're doing it every week, I could get annoying, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's yeah, like yeah. you gotta build that they gotta build that relationship and be like, you know, this is why I don't want you to do it all like mm. but yeah. like Yeah. Man, so our joint like when we moved into our place we had like Project X kind of party, man. We had like <laughs> 200 people in there. Yeah. The really? boys, like Sam and stuff, we had vinyls. We had CDJ 2000s. Sam had his full speakers set up in there. And we had it go until three o'clock. Like those speakers would have done a thousand person party. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we had it in our back room at our house. Full blast. Like, really? Had no complaints. We had one message at like three. They're like, can you turn it down? People yeah. across the road. Yeah. And we did. Yeah, yeah. Fair all enough. good. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, didn't yeah. care because we're like, we let them know, like, we're having a party. Yeah. It's going to have really loud music. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, was that fun as fuck? Oh, it was sick, man. Yeah. yeah. It was so cool. We're actually thinking about doing another one. So, fuck <laughs> if we have it, you, you can come. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. It sounds mad. Let's go. Fucking oath. Yeah, I think, at, I think at that point, you just fucking turn it up and put some heavy shit on or something. <laughs> put some fucking screamo on, whatever you got to yeah. do to piss them off. Cause yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I think, I think now you got to get up there. Maybe try and because sweeten the deal. Yeah, sweeten the deal. I reckon maybe try Shaggy's misses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like know. That. yeah, yeah. Do right. something. Do you want me to play? Do you want me to play that other one? Yeah, yeah. Go for it, mate. All right, we got a long one, so get bunked in for this one. <laughs> See how we go. How are we, lads? I think he's charging this a bit. Is, uh, this is Neatsy, Nini, Nino. Nino Nacho, what the fuck you want to call me? But uh, yeah, I thought I'd, I thought I'd talk to you boys about a grouse story. But the first time I did a night shift, so uh, I was me and uh, me and Riso out, and uh, we're in the truck, and uh, well, actually, a little bit of backstory. We decided to go to uh, Red Rooter earlier in the day, and, uh, and then on top of that as well, uh, we're working another bloke called Misha, and he decided to go and get his own food. And uh, whatnot. <laughs> and then anyway, we got end up getting call in, called in for night shift as well, which was a bit of a stretch, but, you know, we did it. When I had to sleep for two hours and uh, me and Riso on the road in the truck. And uh, <laughs> and then, anyway, Misha's come screaming past us in this uh, Colorado. Uh, he's got the orange flashing lights on. We're like, oh, fuck, what's going on here? He pulls in front of us and then he just starts veering off into the live lane. This big semi's come along, absolutely locked on the brakes. And I'm like, fuck, what's going on? And he's veered off into the emergency lane. So we pulled up behind him. Riso's gotten out of the car and he's just like, do you know what the fuck you just did? And he's not looking good. 
He's not going, looking good at all, lads. He's full pale and whatnot. And uh, he's ended up just fucking spewing up. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, not good at all. And you know, like, people who work at night, how they have to wear whites. Yep. Anyway, I see this, yep. see this poor bloke. He's he's walking up the fucking hill on the, mon- on the Monash, actually. He's walking up that hill. And Reese has tapped me on the shoulder and he's gone, is that shit? <laughs> and sure enough, I've looked up there and there's this big brown GT stripe oh, down no. his fucking white pants. <laughs> oh, no. And I was just like, oh, you poor fucking bastard. <laughs> you poor bastard. He, he's, he shit himself. Oh, he shit no. himself for sure. Turns out uh, salmonella and whatnot, so we end up calling an Ambo. <laughs> salmonella. Spewing up. Salmonella. Fucked. It looks like... Basically a cow patty. It was disgusting. Oh, cut. So yeah, Ambo's gone. So me and Reese just kind of look at each other and we're just kind of like, what the fuck are we going to do with the car? I'm not fucking driving it. Reese is like, well, you can't drive a truck, so you're going to have to drive it. And I was like, fuck. So I called my boss. Boss has said, Luke, you got to fucking drive it. I'm like, oh, fuck. So me and Reese have just ripped off the fucking car seat, which, believe it or not, is still on the fence of the Monash. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, we laid down like a cardboard box and whatnot. And whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm driving this thing and I'm just passing. I'm, I just kept, like, I'm, there's probably nothing in there, but, you know, I just kept thinking to myself, there's shit. There's definitely shit in here somewhere. I could smell it, blah, blah. We pull up, traffic management is just going, all right, you know, you know, pull into here. It's like a real dark car park, no fucking lights and whatnot. Anyway, me and Rachel get get the job done and whatnot and it comes to the time for me to move the car. Go to move the car. <laughs> oh, it turns out I've just driven straight into this fucking yellow bollard right on the side, lifting up the whole entire car. Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, it was the first time my boss has come out to a job as well. <laughs> oh, Destroy this fucking poor car. Shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we decided just, you know, just ride it off. So just got a rubber hammer and put a few, uh, a few marks down the side of it and... Yeah, sure enough, it was a write-off. <laughs> anyway, cheers, boys. Um, love your lights, love the fucking podcast. Thanks, mate. Right. Just keep on keeping on. <laughs> Someone needs to get that man a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's about 3 a.m. and he's fucking <laughs> yeah, so on the mouse pillows. <laughs> yeah. He sounded like he was walking in puddles almost. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was laughing at the whole time you know, when he had to swallow his account of breath. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. But anyway. Yeah, that's a spew. That is a, that's, that's a fucking wild story. Isn't you ever it? shit yourself on the job? No. Nah. No, nah, not at work. I've done it at, uh, I think I was at Babylon. Where? Oh, really? Yeah, had a bit too much. And <laughs> yeah, we've told. I ditched the undies in the toilet. Really? I just left them there. I might have there. Fuck. Yeah, yeah we've, we, we, we've told a few of those stories as well. We've already touched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I shit myself at Christmas Eve a few years back. So, oh, yep. yeah. So. No, that's always good. Yeah, at least I wasn't on the job. I Salamonello, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck oh, it Next up. time we go on the Monash, I'll have to look out for it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. All right, then. Well, so that was the um, that was the mic. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, fuck. We reckon, reckon we wrap it up, I huh? think we'll ra- wrap it up there, mate. Thanks heaps for coming on, Josh. It's been a mad oh, chat, bro. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was awesome to have a fucking yarn, mate. And it was cool that, like, because I'm sure you're going to have plenty more podcasts that you're going to do as well. So Hopefully. It was awesome that you came on for a, 
your first with us as well and yeah sure we've had, a, we've had we've had a cool run the last few weeks and it, it only just makes it better with this conversation as well That's so sick. we're we're really happy and can't wait to see what you continue to do as well mm. only being 27 so fucking young and hopefully even in the future for us we can do this again in a fucking year or whatever when, when we're a bit further down the track and touch base again but we 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 appreciate it and yeah. hopefully uh we might see you sunday at uh going right. for a run with you yeah, on, on sunday in a couple good, of weeks good to have you down yeah absolutely honey. i'd love to as soon as the Sounds fucking knees right i'm locked in yeah Come no beautiful. we'll be down um yeah well, let's quickly do it oh yeah you have uh two songs we do song recommendations at the uh the end of at the, the end pod, of the pod. Yeah. can be anything can Ooh. be what you're vibing right now yeah. can be what you've vibed in the in, in the past as well Ooh, songs i'd have to have a look have, yeah. a, look have, a, have yeah, a no got something i'm the same i didn't um, actually plan it all this week so Ooh. righto uh listen to a bit of um melodic techno i was just in a circle actually on the weekend went to the beach house Sick. some circle sets are unreal uh found this song paradigma by vomi bit of a track uh melodic techno and then another one i had was arpeggiator in the sky by toto chiavetta i believe it's Big. pronounced interesting Big. yeah um i've got two real different ones so one mm. that kind of reminds me of like when i first started djing the kind of music i'd play um hypertracks paranoid the dj scott oh. um project remix it's real yeah. electro but like pretty hard yeah um and i listen to a lot of like grime man so um there's the skeptical part three at the moment i've been yeah, listening to yeah. heaps man um, yeah listen to a lot of skepta like a92 central c all that <laughs> yeah. stuff man just so. about to say uh, i was gonna say a92's uh plugged in yeah plugged engineer. In. i listen to a lot of plugged in and yeah. stuff like that man so yeah the skeptical part part three's cool is it it's it's like a bit slower isn't it yeah man yeah i started Um, i listened to a few tracks massive on tiktok now at the minute um but yeah skepta man he just makes some his lyrics cool stuff him and dave yeah um, i got a i got a track coming out called charlie that's um the vocal from that a92 freestyle oh yeah yeah fumes yeah yeah fumes yeah which which will be yeah fumes engineer yeah which is Plugged in. Yeah. You need a you need a sus Pete and Bass. Yeah, yeah. Pete and Bass. Oh, they're There's the old blokes. Two old blokes. The geezers. Who, yeah, the mm. old geezers. Yeah. Sick, <laughs> they're fucking they're unreal. They blow my mind. Have you seen them, DK? Nah. Search them up, Pete yeah. and Bass, man. Yeah. Cool. Fuck. Pete and Bass. Fucking oath. Um I say this one because I listened to it in the car this morning. I thought it was a fucking banger. It's um I'm not ready to make nice by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> 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 That's that song is actually about the story of it was when obama was in office and they were bombing all those people with um with the drones and shit well killing heaps of yeah, okay. like heaps of um civilians and dixie chicks the made the lead singer they at a um at a concert they they spoke out and they got full death threats and stuff from the government saying like just shut the fuck up and sing pretty wow. much really? and i saw dixie chicks play a few weeks ago i saw that yeah. it was fucking so sick it's during the week as well. I yeah. remember seeing it was night shift. I'm like, what, what the hell is this? Chicks concept? Yeah, it's Dixie Chicks. Um, and yeah, I don't know. The story behind that, just, I don't know. I just love it. I listened to it this morning. I was like, fuck, cunt, this is a banger. Yeah. Yeah. And um, back-to-back freestyle, Drake. 
Oh man. Yeah, it, it only came on Spotify not that long ago, so some people yeah. wouldn't know it. Yeah, it wasn't on there for ages because yeah. it was a freestyle. But yeah, hit that up as well. It's a fucking banger. Nice, very nice. Like it. So yeah, thanks again, mate. It's been fucking awesome. One forty-five. We've done pretty well. Yeah, we got through it. We keep going fucking for ages, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. uh, It's been good. It's been good to talk about like some of the 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 past with the clubs and that. I wanted to touch on that, and then congrats to you, mate, for pushing with all the. I can't wait to see your new label too. It's gonna be fucking sick. Yeah, absolutely. It'll it'll come. Have you got? Do you want to plug anything? Like, you got? You've got a name sorted Uh, for it yet? It's called Club Just. Just So, like, I haven't. um, I haven't really posted. It's got an Instagram, but nothing mm. on there. Yeah, I um, saw that on I saw that on your bio. I yeah, thought man. I didn't realize that's what it was. Yeah, I, I I reckon March April next year I'll start um posting yeah. stuff. That's probably the first release. So main thing at the moment is like Run Club. If anyone wants to get down, where yeah. every Sunday eight thirty, I'm usually down like Elwood St Kilda. So five k's, yeah. bit of an ocean swim, coffee. It's good fun. Um, jump like on that. Fucking nice, man. Thanks again for showing up and listening today. We love you all. Yeah. Hit up the Spicy Dick hotline. Hit it up, please. Hit, it, hit us up with some mad questions. Don't blink, baby. Thanks for getting <laughs> bunked in, guys. Thanks, Josh, for getting bunked in as well. It was yeah. mad. Fucking nice. Don't blink. No. Don't blink.